All right, everybody. Welcome to the second half of this week's Hoagies and Pierogies podcast. Uh, it's your boy, Hammy. Ian already did his first half. Uh, I was unavailable, so we said we'll split it. Um, I, I haven't had a chance to <clears throat> watch or listen yet. Um, so if there's any kind of crossover in what we might say, uh, I'm not trying to copy him, and I apologize. I think I want to put this microphone down somewhere. Um, yeah, let's put it here. So, this week in sports, so uh, it's been a couple days. I'm recording on, <clears throat> recording on a Wednesday here. So, uh, I'll start off real quick with baseball. Baseball playoffs have started. Uh, Phillies making through the wild card round, sweeping the Cardinals. We're playing with house money here, uh, as far as the Phillies are concerned. Um, uh, as I have said multiple times, I don't really watch baseball as much. I've probably watched a full Phillies game maybe five times this year. Maybe that might even be a stretch, but <clears throat> you know, I'm a Philly guy through and through, so I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch my team. Um they look good. Pitching looked good. I mean, when you have Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola as your one two, you know, that's always a plus. Um and it's even better. I I wasn't expecting to make it out of the wild card, but I just feel like that Cardinals team, I don't know anything about them, but I just feel like they're aging. You know, it's like Yachty, Pujols, Wainwright. It's just an older team, and I think we just kind of have the spark, you know. Um, got Philly Rob coming in, taking over as manager halfway through the season, kind of giving us that spark. Schwarber's just fun. Schwarber's just fun to watch. Like, he's just a cool guy. He's just like vibes. He steps up to the plate. Got his fucking sunglasses on um it's just a fun team uh i think a key player in these this phillies playoffs run might be uh gene segura or john segura however you pronounce it uh i don't know every time i watch i just feel like he has a key like base hit right up the gap he doesn't even need to hit those homers just this you know balls that he can poke right through to get those you know a couple runs that you need to Pitching can be good, but if you're not getting any runs, then um doesn't matter. Uh, and then yesterday, started off hot. We were killing the Braves. Absolutely. It was a whomping, an absolute whomping to start. And they let him back in the game. Uh, like I said, I don't know that much about the Phillies' bullpen, but it didn't look great. That, the, that should have been one of those moments where you just put him away. Um, I don't know. Maybe some people would be like, they needed to score more runs. Like, and you might need to do that against that Braves team. But I mean, still seven runs, you, you gotta, that's when you gotta put things away. You can't let teams come back like that with, as far as the, you know, Mariners let that happen with the Astros yesterday. So I don't know. I'm, I'm happy. I'm optimistic. It's fun to just watch playoff baseball. I, I've always said, I like, watching playoffs of any sports, even if I don't watch, like, uh, hockey, I love hockey. I'm not watching all 82 games of the Flyers. I am a diehard Flyers fan, but, like, it's a lot of games, and I don't always get all the games, but I keep up with scores. Same with the Sixers. I don't watch most of those games. I haven't watched most of the Phillies games here, but when it comes to playoff time, going to ride for my my city. Uh, So I'm excited. It's fun. I'm excited for the game later tonight. Um. Yeah, 
Uh, it, it should be interesting. Uh, it's, it's been nice. There was a good time getting four baseball games in the day yesterday. It wasn't the same kind of uh, chaos, but like when you get some of those days in sports where you just get like a full slate, like obviously Saturdays and Sundays, you have a full slate of like uh, football during the fall. But like when it comes to like conference championship uh, weekend for college basketball, and you've just got all these meaningful games towards the end or the first weekend of March Madness, um, just like all time sports days. And that, that first uh, day of wildcard games and not wildcard games, like the true baseball playoffs. I mean, it's just nice. You've got a whole day full of uh, playoff baseball to watch. So I'm excited. We'll see what the Phils do. It's a good time to be a Philly sports fan right now. That's all I can say. Uh, so next up, obviously, soccer. Uh, so FC. No, I'm just kidding. I gotta fucking talk soccer. Soccer. I've been playing a lot of FIFA lately, though. Been crushing it. My guy's name is Vincenzo Carbonara. He's from Italy. He plays in Serie A. Um, they got such weird names for some of this stuff, but I guess it's like the. I don't know, whatever. Uh, he plays on a team that's purple. It's Fiorente, uh, something like that. But he's crushing it. He's lead the league in goals. And uh, yeah, so that's talking soccer. Uh, now, obviously, <clears throat> next we're going to college football. Uh, Penn State had a bye, so you know, no reason to say anything about that. We won the week because we couldn't lose. Um, and this week is Michigan week. So I'll just kind of give my thoughts on that real quick as far as how I feel. Um, this is a big game. Obviously, it's always a big game. Um, it's, uh, it's at the big house, too. And I hate that it's at noon. I, I wish they, they always put these big, big 10 games at noon, I always feel like. And I, I don't get why. Um, I guess it just makes more sense, kind of. Like, you always think of... SEC, the big SEC game is in uh I've got 3.30 slot on CBS. Um but I, I'm excited because Michigan hasn't really played anyone and the teams they've played, they've struggled. Like this week, this week, for example, you know, you got number four Michigan going into Indiana, favored by whoops. I hope that wasn't too loud. You got they're they're favored by twenty three points, and it's Indiana who sucks this year. So, and they're they're not even they didn't even cover the spread, and the the score really makes it seem like it was a lot less of a game than it was. Like Michigan, let me look. They they didn't really lead that game until like the third or fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure. Recap. No, just give me what I need. Right, this isn't giving me what I need, but they it was tied for a very long time. Not tied, it was very close. It was not it was not an easy game for Michigan. And then Maryland the week before, they almost lost that too. So it's like, can we exploit their flaws? Um, the only thing is Blake Corum is a really good running back. Um and it's been what it's after the bye week, I feel like I forget everything about Penn State now. I don't know why. Um, I don't know how good we'll do against that run. Um, but those games are always a war. I feel like a lot of times with Penn State and Michigan, it's like one team kills the other. 
it's going to be tough going into the big house. I think they might be doing a maze out. So um, I'm just excited. I, I'm going to be losing my mind. going to be screaming. Um, and I have no real analysis of how I think it's going to go. I just, I mean, Sean Clifford's been good. He's played good. If he can just make the throws that he needs to make, that's that's kind of always been my issue. And I've been over the top about him is he just, in times where you need him to make a throw, he can't find the open guy. He's trying to force it somewhere. And if he can just, you know, take his time, if the offensive line can give him, you know, that one extra second, I mean, he doesn't need all the time in the world. But if he can get enough time to just sit, read his options, and find the open guy, because the open guys are out there. And, I mean, hey, you know, I said Blake Corum, but, you know, we got Nick Singleton. Nick or Nate? Whatever. We've got Singleton. So, yeah, we've got a killer running back, too. We've got other running backs, too, who are back there that can pound for some yards. So, it might just be a a very run-heavy game. See, I'm going to say that, and it's going to be like an absolute shootout where people are just bombing it. So, um, we'll see. And it's not like we haven't thrown up a stinker. That Northwestern game was kind of a stinker. But, like I said, bad weather. Um, so, we'll see. Uh, but this week in college football altogether was, you know, you, you really learned a lot. Um, you learned Arkansas was a fraud. Uh, they were top 10 team and they are now unranked. Um, well, they, they weren't a top 10 team this week, but they were a top 10 team going into Alabama. They got whooped by Alabama with Bryce Young not even playing half the game. Uh, and then they go play Mississippi State, and Mississippi State absolutely puts a whooping on them. Um, now, they didn't have KJ Jefferson, their starting quarterback. But still, like, Mississippi State, some people don't – Mississippi State's good. Uh, Will Rogers is, like, the leading passer in the league right now, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he's good. And, you know, watch out for Mississippi State and the SEC. I'm not going to say they're going go and make any noise because it's very classic of them to, like, win a game like this. And then next week, like this coming week, they'll lose to Kentucky or something. So – they're four and one. They're feeling good. They're ranked twenty three. Just keep an eye out for them. Uh, but yeah, Arkansas, they are frauds. Um, let's see other big games we got. TCU, uh, Kansas. TCU stays undefeated. Uh, Sonny Dykes, man, uh, he has made this team and that quarterback. Oh my God. I, every time I see a highlight or I'm watching the game, I look up and he's breaking off for a run. Uh, so it's like, what is happening? But the, the Big 12 has <laughs> – it's very funny how, like, you know, Texas and Oklahoma have kind of dominated that uh, conference for the past couple of years. And, like, as they're on the kind of on the way out, a lot of people were like, what's going to happen to the Big 12? Are they just going to dissolve into the other conferences? And they – you know, with some coaching moves and everything, they've really just stepped it up. They were, I just feel like they were kind of stuck. Like, you know, Sark came to Texas. We'll get to Texas. Uh, Lincoln leaves Oklahoma. You got uh, Gary Patterson leaving TCU, and now you got Sonny Dykes coming in. Kansas is undefeated going into this game. So there's a lot of – Baylor, 
not not as good as last year, but they're still a, a competitive team. There's just a lot of very competitive teams where it could be a very cannibalistic conference, and it's just very exciting. College football is very exciting this year because that you've seen some teams that you did not think had any weaknesses show some weakness, and some teams that you normally count as just being dead and you not worried about them stepping up and causing some issues for some top tier teams this year. Um, I think one of two of the biggest games. So, I mean, TCU Kansas was big, but uh, two of the biggest games in the first slate in the noon slate, obviously the red river shootout in Texas and Oklahoma, and then Tennessee and LSU. Um, Let's just, let's just, get to uh, Red River shootout out of the way. Texas, man, if if Quinn you if I wasn't if I wasn't proven more right that Texas would have absolutely won that game against Alabama if Quinn Ewers was still in, I, I don't know what. They they would still be undefeated. They wouldn't have dropped that game to Texas Tech because Quinn Ewers is as of right now as advertised. Uh, top recruit of all time, I think, is what they said about him in high school. As he, because he left, uh, left high school early to go to Ohio State. CJ Stroud ended up, you know, stepping up, so he transferred to Texas. And Sark and Ewers and uh, Xavier Worthy, Worthy. I don't know if it's Xavier or Xavier Worthy, but Worthy, man, him and those two, and Bijan Robinson, they are a high-powered offense that can score points, and their defense is not that bad either. I mean, remember in that Alabama game, they could not move the ball. They were getting to Bryce Young. Um, and there, there's a possibility if they can win out in the Big 12, win the Big 12 championship. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Big 12 championship game, right? I feel like there was one where there wasn't. But anyway, if they can win out and win games convincingly, depending on how some other things fall the rest of the year, they could put the playoff committee in a tough spot to be like, Hey, you know, the two games they lost were they didn't have their starting quarterback and they kept it close in the game against the team that has been ranked number one plenty this year. And they dropped, which we'll talk about that too. It, they could, it's probably not going to happen because no two, two lost team has ever made the playoff. But with all the parity this year, it might it might force the playoff committee to do that. If we end up with no undefeated teams, there could be, you could see a two loss team in there. Now I think Ohio state and Georgia probably are the two best chances you have to, for teams that are going to go undefeated. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm optimistic, but I don't think Penn state's going to beat Ohio state. And I don't think, Michigan's certainly not beating Ohio State this year. It's absolutely not. If you don't think that offense isn't coming back and just killing Michigan this year, you're wrong because they're they're gonna they're gonna murder Michigan this year. Um so yeah, uh it, it's gonna be interesting with that. Um and both these games whompings as well. This is this is a I mean it's the most points in this rivalry Texas has won by ever. And Oklahoma fans, wow, you guys suck. Like, not as a fan base. Well, you kind of do because you were 
you were more worried about Lincoln this whole offseason. And now look at you. You guys suck. You guys got killed by TCU. You got killed by your biggest rival. And you're over there worried about, you know, Lincoln in California when you should be worrying about your team right here because, you know, even though Dylan Gabriel didn't start, you still got – this is what I'm confused about in college football right now. Like, I know the transfer portal makes it harder to have a good backup, but, like, you're still recruiting these. Like, these kids have still been recruited to play for that college and are probably going to be – are probably, like, four or five-star recruits and supposed to be taken over after, you know, whoever isn't at the helm this year. And, like, Oklahoma just gave up, too. Like they, they, like everyone with all the Oklahoma fans were talking about how, you know, Brent Venables is going to change. He's going to fix the defense, do all this, make change the culture. I think, I think the culture's worse. That team, the, the play calling was awful. The, the team looked like they didn't want it. I mean, they, they were running wildcat half the time. And when they did, it actually worked, but they just refused to even throw the ball. Like they were down 21 in the first quarter. And it's like, you didn't even try to come back. Like, you showed no life. You showed no fight. You just laid down and died. I don't know. And now, moving on to the other game. Because that's all I got to say. Oklahoma, you suck. Texas, I, I somehow I have flipped. Last year, I was like, I'm not going to say like, I wasn't like a big Oklahoma fan, but I'm like, yeah, Oklahoma, they're good. You know, I'll, I can, I'll vouch for them. And Texas is going to be the same old Texas. Like now I'm like, Texas is good. And I like watching Texas and I like don't want them to lose. And Oklahoma, I'm like, you just deserve to lose because again, you're just like, I know it was kind of shitty what Lincoln did, but what are you going to do to the, the chance to go and bring USC back to prominence? It's kind of hard to pass up. And I don't know. Maybe Brent, maybe Venables isn't the guy. Again, it's 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 only year one, but man, that's they just look like they don't care. Um, but anyway, uh, Tennessee LSU was another game that you know that was just like a laying your dick on the table and being being like here I am for Tennessee. Their offense is explosive and i saw every i want to say something quick about that game everyone now betting on tennessee was definitely the right move because i didn't bet them but i should have because i thought they were going to win and win by a lot and lsu is another program that brian kelly might not be that good at lsu we'll see but it certainly doesn't look good right now and the lsu fans didn't show up they were bitching about the noon game i think it was only the fifth time. No, there, there's something about like, it was only like the 15th time or something they saw on the broadcast that LSU has had a noon start time, Eastern time, noon or 11 their time. And the fans are just bitching. And it's like, if you're like supposed to be this great fan base, show up. And they didn't. I heard people were singing Rocky Top from the first quarter. So... And Tennessee puts themselves in a position now to really – this is the biggest game for Tennessee in a long, long time because they're going into Alabama undefeated. There's a possibility Bryce Young might not play, but he is mostly – I would say he's probably going to play. 
especially like Saban and the witch doctors in Alabama are going to find a way for him to play. It's just that simple, but can they can, they can keep up with Alabama as far as points. It's just a matter of, will they be able to stop Alabama because their defense isn't that great. Their secondary is not that great. And if Bryce Young's playing, he might just pick them apart. But see this thing too is like there's no standout skill position guy at Alabama except Jameer Gibbs, I think is his name, the the running back, <clears throat> who he's good. And he's the reason I think they've won a lot of games other than Bryce Young. Like, but I don't know. I think it is probably just gonna be the same old thing where Alabama wins, but I don't know if it's as much of a blowout as possible. And I think, you know, and even if Alabama, or if Tennessee loses this, they're definitely going to lose to Georgia, I think. But if they win, it's just nice seeing new teams. It's just nice seeing something different. So that orange is beautiful, the power tee. I, I just, I don't think they'll win especially going into Alabama. But, man, how awesome would it be? And I'm going to be watching and hoping for that because it's going to be huge. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Ohio State does pump in Michigan State again. Uh, there's one of the games I know for sure I want to talk about. I just want to make sure there's nothing else. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm thinking that's what, oh here's here's a bad game here's a baseball score game Illinois loses to Iowa six to nine or nine to six Iowa is just sad like if you're an offensive player I don't know why you go to Iowa if you're not you're not if you're a defensive player you're gonna be great but I don't know why any wide receiver would want to go there uh, USC stays the course winning. I don't know if they're winning as convincingly as I'd like them to. Like, they haven't let up a lot of points, so I think, you know, their defense might be okay. You'll learn this week against UCLA. Um, or not UCLA, U- Utah. Um, you know, we'll see. That's going to be a true test for their defense. But Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison, that's just a common – and that running back's good, too. They, they've got weapons. So – and this is how college football is. If you can get it's it's almost like when the uh Steelers had Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, and Antonio Brown, you had the killer bees. If you just have a trio like that, I mean I, that's probably for any football. You can you can put up points because it's like who do you cover? Um but you're seeing a lot of teams that just oh and James Madison. We gotta mention James Madison. JMU, congratulations, first year in FBS. Cracking the top 25 as number 25. Can't be in any bowl games, but you know what? Good for them. Uh, that's just cool. That's just one of those cool, like, college football things. Uh, but this other game, that was just a fun game. The Oklahoma State, Texas Tech was a good game. I watched that, but this was just a fun game. Uh, Utah, UCLA. Pac-12, another conference coming in and being like hey you know people are talking about us dissolving as a conference too 
But look at us. You got Utah who had expectations to be in the playoff, and you know, they've dropped two to two mobile quarterbacks who which is why I think Caleb Williams might get them issues. Um but UCLA, Chip Kelly is that ah, man. <laughs> As an Eagles fan, it's hard to be like, good for you, Chip Kelly, because it was just a disaster with us. But he is slowly – every year it's like, is Chip Kelly finally going to do something with UCLA? And it's just like they didn't. They'd win like eight or nine games, wouldn't really do much. And now they're they're scary. They're a good team. UCLA can make some noise. This might be the year, the first year since – what was it? <clears throat> Washington in like 2016 or something like that. Uh, Pac-12 team gets in. I don't. I don't think a Pac-12 team has been in the playoff in forever, and it's just a matter of. I think one of them has to finish the season with only one loss, and that one loss has to be like a close loss. It can't be. It cannot be a blowout. Like <clears throat> UCLA and USC are kind of on a collision course at this point. So the it's like the two teams that announced that they're leaving are like just going up. Uh. And I, I can't wait to watch more Pac-12 football. It's fun. I don't like watching when they're at the Rose Bowl and there's no one there for UCLA, but it's fun football. Um, Georgia stays the course, k- kills Auburn. Auburn's just sad. It's not good there. Clemson, same thing. I mean, these, these top teams are... Oh, and Oregon in the Pac-12, too, like... Bo Nix is putting something together there. So it's like college football is very interesting. And it, it maybe it feels like that every year around this time. And like the cheese starts to slide off the cracker eventually for some teams. And it's like, all right, they never really did have a chance because they'll lose that one game. And like Penn State last year lost to Iowa and then just was like not good after that. And this year, if we lose to Michigan, very possible we could lose like two more games um but yeah it's exciting going into next week michigan state penn state is the biggest game obviously for me um kansas oklahoma kansas almost beat oklahoma last year when they were like bad like really bad and caleb williams was still there and lincoln riley and somehow oklahoma is favored by nine uh, I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know how or why. Uh, Kansas, I guess Kansas is starting. They lost their starting quarterback, but he was good too. So it's like it'll be interesting to see. I think. I think Kansas wins. Like having Kansas being good now is kind of fun. I don't know about everyone else, but I, I like it. It's fun. Uh, Clemson, Florida State. Ooh. Florida State lost, and they look good, but Clemson will probably just kill them. All right, let's do NFL. Let's go into NFL. Um, This week, I'll be honest, it was not – it was actually – it was a good week, but the matchups did not look good to begin with. Like, looking at it, I think last week we were like, eh, kind of stinky for a lot of them. But finally, we got, like, a high-scoring week. Uh, and Ian might have given an update in fantasy. 
uh, he got absolutely marked by Reagan. Uh, we love Reagan. He might have said we don't love Reagan this week, but we do love Reagan. Uh, he got just like put down, like dead. Reagan had three different players, three uh, like all her skill position players had two touchdowns and like over a hundred yards. It was insane. Actually, I'm gonna pull it up right now. We're gonna pull up the stats. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, where the hell is it? There's the app. Because I didn't even realize he was playing Reagan. And oh, who was going off for him? Yeah, see, that's right. That's why I got a let's see. Scoreboard. Week five. Oh, yeah. Gabe Davis went off. So I didn't even realize he was playing Reagan. And Gabe Davis is going off. So I'm like, oh, and you wanted to quit fantasy. Because he's texting me about Gabe Davis. He's like, doesn't matter. I'm still going to get crushed. I was like, what do you mean? So I go in. And Reagan had Nick Chubb, who had 134 yards, two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, 12 receptions, 154 yards. Don't know how he didn't score, but whatever. Uh Tyler Lockett, five receptions, 104 yards, two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, 56 yards, two total touchdowns. He must have had a lot of receiving yards. I got to see that because. (laughs) Yeah, he had 10 receptions for 83 yards. (laughs) Her defense had 15 points and Justin Tucker had 16. And she left Mike Williams on the bench with 10 receptions, 134 yards. But uh, there's nowhere, yeah, there's nowhere she really could have. Uh, she could have taken out Clyde Edwards Alaire, only had 15 yards and had 6.5 points. So she could have had Fernette as her second running back and put Mike Williams in on the flex. But yeah, that's two weeks in a row. Reagan won the scoring title for the week, thus killing teams. And she'll tell me every week, she's like, My team sucks. You're four and one. Um, Meanwhile, I'm sitting at three and two, grinding out a win this week. Might need to make some moves. Um, the NFC East has suddenly become an interesting conference. At the beginning of the season, I thought we'd probably just run away with it because the Cowboys seemed down. Um, Giants, I was like, they're dead. Commanders, dead. Um, Commanders are still dead. Carson Wentz sucks. For anyone who says he's good, he's not good. He's bad. He's not a, no one likes him. Like people just don't like him as a person on the team. That's why he doesn't do good. I just, I will not stand for anyone backing him up anymore. Even Dan Orlovsky gave up. So he's just awful. And I wish I was going to the game when they play him, when he comes back to Philly, because man, he thought it was bad when Jalen Rager came back to town. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know about the main pulse of the Philly fan base, but I I don't know. At least me, myself, fuck that guy. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to my point. Uh, the Giants just shocking the world coming out and beating the Packers out in London. And in not even like a fluke, really. Like they were down. It looked like they were dead. And they just stormed all the way back. They were down 20 to... 10 or something like that 20 to they were down a 
lot, and they just stormed back and came out and won 27-22, and they're just crying day ball. Maybe a really good coach. And I don't know what they do if they end up, like, still – because, like, the NFC East as a whole kind of has fairly easy schedule. Like, the Eagles do have a fairly easy schedule, and I will admit that. Um, if they end up being pretty good – the point where like they're halfway through the like middle of the draft like i don't know if that's good or bad for them because you're not gonna get a quarterback to replace daniel jones like you're super confident that like all right he can replace daniel jones and it's also like because like he's daniel jones is a good runner like if you could somehow just you should they should they should Draft a new quarterback. They should just start to suck, which I know they won't because Dable's got those guys buzzing. Um, but they should just be bad. Get like a Bryce Young, a CJ Stroud, uh like any of these quarterbacks coming out is it's it's a pretty good class. And just have Daniel Jones in like a Taysom Hill package. Just have a, a Taysom Hill, but a younger Taysom Hill because he can run good and well and like sees holes. Um, he's not the guy, especially. I mean, you can see it because they're just having every time I look up, Saquon Barkley's taking the hike. So it's like, uh, and then the Cowboys. I texted my friend Nate again when they this week, and I was like, they're gonna absolutely win because Micah Parsons is a single man, just wrecking machine, and it makes me very scared for this weekend because our offensive line is good. So it might be able to kind of shut him down. Let me look at the let me look at the Cowboys schedule here and see what games because they're all three. The, the Eagles are five and zero. The Cowboys and the Giants are four and one. And I don't have any worries about when we play the Giants. I think we'll just kill the Giants. I think they'll it'll be like a other Vikings game kind of, or they're feeling good and we just. I wasn't happy with the win this week. We won, but. I'm going to look at the Cowboys schedule because they're four and one. And like I said, none of our schedules are that hard. Okay. So this makes me feel better. They have played probably one, two, three, four, five, five of the worst offensive lines in the league. And like, not that the Bucks necessarily have a bad offensive line, but it's, I mean, it was week one and they have, they had lost like three starters. So, of course, he's going to eat. Bengals' offensive line has not gelled yet. And, and they barely won that game. You beat the Giants. That's easy. Beat the Commanders. Easy. And then the Rams this week. I, I don't know why anyone would have bet on the Rams if you were. Because you have Micah Parsons. Um, But we'll see. I think there's a good possibility that our line can take, take care of them. And even more of a possibility that I think our defense is going to be able to do enough to step up and stop Cooper rush. Like if we can't stop Cooper rush, that's bad. I'm just worried about Tony Pollard hitting the outside and getting chunks of yards there. If we, I Jordan Davis just needs anytime I, there's a, a run that breaks up the middle. I'm like, was Jordan Davis out there? And it just seems like he's not. And I just want to see more of Jordan Davis. Like, 
people have gone from the Eagles or Super Bowl contenders and they're great. And now I'm hearing like we're frauds and it makes me scared. And I don't know why, because I shouldn't care about other people. I should relish in this time, but it's like, I don't know. Like we haven't played the best team. So I don't know. I think, I think the Cowboys will be a good test. It'll, it's going to be a true test of how we do against a really good defense because the Cardinals defense was not that good. I think that turf was awful. Also, by the way, we were slipping all over the place and, you know, I'll just get right into it as far as that game goes. Um, it looks like the Cardinals are just doing like an opposite of what they normally do. Like they normally start off hot and do great. And now they're just, they're just doing a complete reverse where they're not doing well in like all aspects of the game where like the start of the season, they're not doing well. And they've gotten going into this week against the Eagles. They were outscored 66 to 16 in the first half. So it's like, and then they just come back and win or get, make it close. And Kyler Murray not having the wherewithal to remember that, Hey, you're counted as down when you start your slide and not getting the first down and spiking it. (laughs) It was just so funny watching them play show a replay of the guy just missing wide right over and over again in warmups and him just missing the exact same way right before <laughs> it was very funny to watch um oh we got the bye week after this that's nice yeah like our yeah, we haven't played like a good defense yet either so like we're putting up points but Cowboys are going to be a true test. It's always the Cowboys that I worry about. I don't, I haven't seen anything yet, but I don't even want any of this beat Dallas shit from Sirianni. I just want you to go in and do it. We're at home. Last year, the first game that we played, it was at night and it was in Dallas. I knew we were going to get killed. I think it was, oh no, was it at home? That been, anyway, the first game we just got murdered. So, yeah, fuck it. We're going to win. We're gonna win. I'm not doing this shit. I'm, we're gonna beat the fucking Cowboys. I'm not. I'm not. I'm done with the Cowboys being like they 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 own this division. No, no. It's our division now, and it's gonna be our division because Jalen Hurts is here. AJ Brown is here. That's a simple thing. AJ Brown is going to make Trayvon Diggs look like uh, tissue paper. He's just gonna tear right through him. And if it's not him, it's gonna be Devonta Smith. And if it's not him, it's gonna be Quez beating him long. Because that's just how he gets beat. He People just blow by him. And I think the only reason that hasn't happened yet is they play bad offensive lines where there hasn't been time for someone to break behind them. So there you go. Eagles have the things to shut down the Cowboys. And we should do it. It just seems like a very big letdown spot right now. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Bills trounce the Steelers. That was obvious. Um my God, Steelers are Steelers fans. I want to know how you're feeling because you have not been in this situation in a very long time. And even the year that Ben got hurt and Mason Rudolph was your quarterback, like you at least went like nine and seven or eight and eight. Like you didn't have, you had at least a completely even season. And now you, you're absolutely going to have a losing season. And your, your offensive coordinator is bad. You need to get rid of him if you want Kenny to be something. And you need to get George Pickens on the fast track to being a number one wide receiver in that offense because he is a dog. And Najee might not be good. 
he might not be good. And I don't know if it's maybe the offense, but he's not hitting holes. <sighs> Ian probably talked enough about the Patriots. They shut down the number one scoring offense in the league. It didn't look good. It was an ugly game. Um, but Bailey Zappi, I want to know what Ian said about Bailey Zappi, so I know I do need to listen, but Bailey Zappi, man. Bailey Zappi. Zappi make me happy. I just... <laughs> I don't know how you can't say that the offense doesn't look different. And I don't know if they're just calling different because it's like, fuck it, it's our backup. But there's the play calling definitely... It just seems like there's a spark and things are getting done that weren't getting done when Mac was at QB. I don't know. Mac Jones is a guy who had really good numbers because he played at Alabama with talents like Devonta Smith, uh, Henry Ruggs, and everyone like that. So it's like, I think Zappi's the guy. I think Zappi's the guy, Ian. Now, who did the Patriots play this week? Oh, the Browns. Bailey Zappi is going to light up the Browns' defense. Their secondary sucks. Bailey Zappi might make Nelson Aguilar look good. Maybe maybe I'll get, pick up Jacoby Myers if he's on waivers and play him just to prove a point. Jacoby Myers is going to have three touchdowns from Bailey Zappi. Uh, I'm not actually completely serious, but it's a different team. Speaking of the Browns, why don't why why don't you just have Nick Chubb do everything? Because I feel like every year it's like just hand the ball off to Nick Chubb and he's gonna get you like eight yards. I don't have, he doesn't really get stuffed. He's one of the few running backs anymore that I feel like gets those big runs. Like everyone will have like every so often you'll see, you know, a, a running back break for a big run, but like every week it's like, oh, there goes Nick Chubb for 40 or 60. And he's not as fast, but he you know he can find the holes and make guys miss when he needs to. And then he'll get caught or he'll score. And having that extra tandem of having Kareem Hunt in the background too, it's like the the Bills should be much better. And I'm interested to see what it's like when Sean Watson comes back. But their their defense is bad. And Cade York, not good. Not good. I don't know if they cut him. Matt Rule out of Carolina. It's Baker time. It's Baker time. Remember what happened last time the coach got fired when Baker was there? Remember when Hugh Jackson got fired and then the Browns lit it up? Went 7-9, and nine, I think, that season? Baker's coming back. Baker's back. No, he's not. Ah, Baker might be bad. Oh, but speaking of the Panthers, the rumors out there of the Bills heavily invested in trying to get Christian McCaffrey is wild. If if that happens, that is unfair. That That's just mean to everyone else because that's literally the only thing that the Bills don't have is a running game. And if they get Christian McCaffrey, who will probably um, just eat in Buffalo because you've got threats all over the field of the run. And he can even catch the ball, too. 
he might be seeing Christian McCaffrey down the field catching balls like Gabe Davis has if they if he ends up there. Which I, I do I want it to happen just to have fun watching the Bills? Because it's already fun to watch the Bills, but imagine like you see Christian McCaffrey breaking off for a long run outside too. Because their running back is Josh Allen. Pretty much. That'd be fun. I don't want it because like the Eagles end up being pretty good. You know, Crystal Ball, you know, Bills, Eagles, Super Bowl, you know, this is like just possibility. Um, it's very hard to predict things like that. Like, Bills could easily end up losing to the Chiefs again in the playoffs and stuff like that. And the Eagles could end up losing something. But anyway, and you've got Chris McCaffrey in the backfield, you have to stop. Stefan Diggs on the outside, who you have to cover, who Slay could probably do a decent job. Um, and then you've got Gabe Davis on the other side. Isaiah McKenzie, who's suddenly become like a stud. Uh, Dawson Knox, Josh Allen. It's just scary. Their defense is good. Um, um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, the Monday night game, I'm going to be honest, it was a really good game, but I wasn't paying attention as much as I probably should have. I I don't know. Chiefs are still the Chiefs and Raiders are still the Raiders. It's like, I think, and a lot of people have said this, like, Travis Kill, obviously Patrick Mahomes is like the cornerstone as far as like the offense goes, but as far as like scale positions and mattering, Travis Kelsey could probably score on every they could score Travis Kelsey every time they went to the end zone if they wanted to so it's like Travis Kelsey is the cornerstone of that skill position because he just gets open and finds a way and the Chiefs are the Chiefs doesn't matter that they lost Tyreek Hill seems to be the same old thing and they're just going to be good um so uh, I think that's everything I got for you guys, uh, Ian, I missed being able to record with you. It's definitely a little bit harder. Maybe not harder. Yeah, a little bit harder. But I can, like, just talk. But it's a little bit uh, – it's a lot more fun to bounce off of someone and make some jokes and stuff, um, especially being a couple days removed. I don't quite remember everything as much and what I had wanted to say. But all right, everybody, this week – Hopefully we should be back together and we'll uh, see you later. Peace out.